Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from The Master's Little Girl, an age play novelette written by R. Greco. Book one of R. Greco's six-part age play series introduces the evolving relationship of a non-lifestyle dom and a sexually adventurous divorcee, starting with a serendipitous online chat and a lust-at-first-sight hookup which careens into uncharted territory for Kay when John draws out her latent submissive tendencies. The downside to their intense DS bonding? He lives in New York, and she resides in California. Once she returns home, determined to explore the possibilities of a future together, they utilize all the modern electronic tools at their disposal to indulge in long-distance daddy and little scenarios while exploring ways to get together again in person. Before the end of this portion of their story, Kay occupies herself with some local and very naughty sexual activities that allow her normally more dominant persona to emerge and, of course, she shares the details of her escapades with John to spice up their bicoastal games of dominance and submission. And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from The Master's Little Girl. Chapter 1 I'm a naughty little girl, and I can't control my pussy. I lay whimpering, wiggling my ass out of the puddle I had just left on the bed. My masturbation had reduced me once again to a quivering mess, making me squeak in admission out loud to no one with a faux little girl voice I had never thought would come out of my mouth. I hated what John had done to me. I loved what John had done to me. A usual Sunday night up here in Marin County? Well, not really. But when I thought of John, I couldn't get my sweats down and my hand in my panties fast enough. In only two weeks, knowing the lanky guy with the mess of chocolate-colored curls and deep right-cheek dimple, I had been reduced from the usually solid and sane 35-year-old woman I am to a puddling little girl. In his care and by his urging, I was consistently fantasizing myself back to age 16 and those first scary stirrings of my sexual awareness where my pussy truly did betray me nightly as I scooted my firm little ass, an ass I wished I still had, to the edge of the four-poster in the attic come bedroom of my parents' house, diddling myself like a maniac until I came. That I was regressing with John, when I had been in his presence every single time we talked, here alone masturbating, unnerved me as much as it excited me. And it excited me even more that he exploited, yet coddled me about it. I had questioned myself plenty in the furiousness of this relationship, how I had met, discussed, then succumbed to this man so quickly, and how John had found that one button to push that would open the floodgates, literally and figuratively, to what I seemed to be aching for but didn't realize I wanted until I sucked my thumb, put my long raven hair in ponytails, and blubbered, No, sir, please, I'll be good. I had never been this open with a lover before, even my ex, and certainly never whimpered or actually cried as I admitted my little girlness and came buckets. John had a spell on me I was both titillated by and scared of. He was a puppet master, a warlock, a fiend, and just what I had so desperately needed in my life. 
home two days, I was masturbating wildly to memories of him and our middle-of-the-week tryst. The snippets of memory made my clit constantly ache. John knocking on my hotel room door. The first time we'd met in person. Walking by me to check the view. As I would come to later learn, he meant more than just the city skyline you could see from my seventh-floor room window. While I literally plastered myself to the wall, hoping I wasn't dreaming the vision before me, the long curly hair down the strong broad back, his low voice, his little buns I could spy even under the winter jacket, John catching me at the door, smiling down, and without a word pulling me into him for a lip lock that nearly made me swoon. Okay, I did swoon. The visit to Rockefeller Center and Times Square, all a blur, as he held my hand, took liberties in cabs and store alcoves I couldn't believe I allowed. His knowledge of the sights, whispers in my ear about what I was seeing, matched with what he was really thinking. Back to my hotel and the mayhem that ensued. Most of what I masturbate about occurred that late afternoon when we finally got back from the city. By the time we returned that first night, Wet and cold from a light early December snowstorm, despite hunger pains and exhaustion, John and I were well into the throes of an attraction that had grown quickly our first day together. Feigning innocence, truly, I peeled off my wet jeans, making excuses for the totally functional panties I was wearing, though silk and red, never assuming we'd get into anything as fast as we did. Let's face it, a whole day of running around in New York City thrashing through a sloshy, unpredicted sleet storm, neither he nor I smelled or felt our best. John bade me lie next to him, and we began kissing. Within minutes, he had me moaning and spread eagle, thrumming his fingers down the front of my undies. Breathing into his kisses, resolute, yeses, John quickly changed his tickles into open-handed swats. I let him smack my covered pussy, a fact that fucks with my head so much it scares me every time I recall it, engorging my covered clit until I came at what could have only been the eighth swat. My panties were drenched. Not giving any of this much thought, or even remarking on how I had just reacted, it's every day I get my pussy spanked, right? John flipped me over, pulled the back of my undies just down and under my round ass to expose it, then proceeded to spank my bottom and describe aloud my apple-reddening cheeks until I came again, pressing my pussy into the single bed. Turned over again, I was a rag doll in the handsome man's not-so-subtle control as he attacked my bra, coaxing my nipples out and over. Once again I came, this time simply as John sucked my thirty-six C's and pressed his obviously hard cock against me as I turned into him. John finally yanked off my drenched panties, held my thighs wide, and put his middle finger inside me as I cried out. He let me ride his hand a few moments, kissing while finger-fucking me. Then, I still can't believe this, he stopped, retracted his hand, smiled across me, reached over to my night table, and grabbed my hairbrush. John, no, no, I pleaded though we both knew I truly didn't mean it. Whack-a-whack! John slapped the back of the brush down against my suffering, gloppy pussy lips 
and within a couple minutes at the most, I was coming so hard and long my juices splashed up my belly and up over to John's hand, and we still had a dinner date to get to. That this first meeting was progressing so well thrilled me, and though I had hoped, I had never counted on such a deep attraction. At dinner, two hours later, John tried not to stare at my quite bared cleavage as we suckled, sipped, and smiled, knowing more was coming for the night. Now that we were both sufficiently showered, quaffed, and relaxed, I almost feared what else he might make me do. John had informed me his house was not ten minutes from the restaurant, and his condo loomed in my imagination, the denizen of this wildly creative sexual man. True, he had managed a bunch of nasty stuff in my hotel room I could never have seen coming. Still, what did I know from the instruments of delightful torture and various incantations John had in his humble abode? I needn't have worried, of course. In fact, I never really was. Still, we hardly even got through the door when John rolled, kissed and massaged me free of my jacket and long skirt. You're going to come for me again he said, leaning back from my lips, harder than before. That I'd like to see, I snickered. At the hotel I was leaking, you had me so crick. John had his mouth down my belly, then his cool curls across my inner thighs. His mouth was on my covered mound before I could protest or catch him. Stripped to panties and corset, it all felt wonderfully erotic with him mouthing me while I was still technically dressed and standing breathing ever so slightly across the front of my panties, the sudden warmth, and looking at his head dipped down there, made me come, a quick shuddered dry quake, which John caught, then eased my panty aside to place a thumb inside me. John! I squealed, riding an aftershock. You are so my naughty little girl, aren't you? No man, or woman for that matter, had ever had the confidence to talk to me this way, especially after only just meeting me. John's assumption about me, and my pussy, his knowledge that I would succumb to him, that I would even like hearing the words, naughty little girl, knowing I would, even more so than I knew, was making me crazy. And as he licked me, I managed to spread my knees, then rolled on my back from as much as what he was doing as what he was saying. John... John, I couldn't stop myself. I was roiling, my hips bucking, fucking his mouth as he pulled my panty off me even further and licked my lips up and down at a maddening, steady rhythm, opening my pussy lightly, but not enough, flicking at my clit, but never truly getting in there to give it complete attention. Who can't control her pussy? He asked, his mouth still on my crotch. John! I mewled. Who is my naughty little girl who can't control her pussy? He repeated more sternly. He leaned up on his elbow, looking up over my shelf-like, pushed-up double vanilla ice cream scoop cleavage. Kay? I was bucking, still slightly covered pussy in his face, willing him to not make me say it, while aching to admit it, whatever it really was I was admitting, at the same time. John simply lay there, kissing up into my half-exposed wetness, then lying back to look up at me, smiling, waiting, 
devilishly waiting. Please, I cried. That's when I felt the tear well up in my right eye. Just what the fuck was this black magician doing to me? You need to admit it, or I will stop right now. I mean it, Kay. I mean it. I looked down and felt the tear trickling. Could John see it too? Would he be shocked or scared? I could not manage it if he stopped licking my pussy now. Either you admit you are my naughty little girl who can't control her pussy, or I promise, Kay, I'll stop. I really will stop. Please, I said, blubbering. Say, I am a naughty little girl who can't control her pussy, he said, then leaned in and licked my suffering lips once again. Only once. I, I am a, a naughty little... No, no, he said, and a shiver ran up my spine as John let slack his grip on the side of my underwear, and my hotness was covered completely. This was too dangerous. I was on the edge of breaking loose. John, please, please, I said, looking down over my heaving tits at the guy. Shit, bear me again. Rip my panties off, you fucker. Say it like a little girl. He breathed into my thigh, and I began to really cry then. John, I can't, I whimpered, but my liquid low voice broke. I had already reached the spot, the cadence, the inflection he wanted, and as John nuzzled even closer to my hot, covered place, I did say it, exactly as he wanted me to say it. I am, I am, I am a naughty little girl who can't control her pussy, I admitted, wiggling, crying, softly declaring in as light a voice as I could, as John spread my panties crotch up off me again and bent to open my lips finally, with his nose. I came, opening, ejaculating on him as he pressed his tongue flat and hard into me, and I gazed at his cute face down there in my cunt. We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from The Master's Little Girl. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon.com, Audible.com, and iTunes.com.